Hey, this is Aaron Holt. I'm the director of Lead the Generation. I'm joined today by my co-host, Gilbert Ackerman, youth pastor at Allison Park Church. We just want to say thanks for joining us today for the LTG Student Leadership Podcast. We believe that leadership is all about influence, so we want to help you discover new ways to reach your friends for Christ and lead your generation. If this podcast is helpful to you, it would mean the world to us if you'd write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share if you think this would benefit other students like you. Feel free to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with our ministry and our guests. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people don't have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome back to the Student Leadership Podcast. Ashton Peters is with us. He's the student pastor at uh, Praise AG in Springfield. And uh, if you missed the first episode this week, go back and catch it. Great stuff, Gil. It was called Through the Roof Leadership. Yeah, that was so great. Um, Ashton, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks, guys. I am super stoked to be here hanging out this week. Yeah, it's going to be going to be good. So here's our question for the day for you, Ashton. Okay, I'm ready this time. I wasn't ready last time. I know everybody has this at least in some capacity in their life, so it's measured differently, right? But everybody has at least one story where they had like a 15 minutes of fame moment in their life. And maybe some people had big ones, but what is your 15 minutes of fame? I, I got this. So it's so funny because we, we did a thing at our church this last weekend and I shared it. We were doing like a round table and they asked this fact, like, so you don't know. Well, we're brand new at our role. And so I jokingly told them, I said, well, right now there's nothing you know about me. So everything I share is brand new. Uh, but so this is a true story though about my 15 seconds of fame. Uh, so the show Extreme Home Makeover, uh, you know, I'm talking about, it used to be really popular, so it's popular right now. So it came to my hometown um, and the people that uh, got their home remodel were in our youth ministry. They're actually part of our fine arts team. Shout out to our fine arts people out there. Um, and so I was a part of the Move That Bus group. Oh. On that episode, season three, episode one of Extreme Home Makeover, if you look for a brief it's probably 10 seconds of fame, not 15 seconds of fame, but I am there in the move that bus. We were there when it was going on. Um, I, I tried to, I showed up like ridiculously early when they did demo because you can be part of the demolition, demolition group too. I didn't quite make that. I did get the hard hat still. And it was signed by the whole cast um, and I still have a DVD of it. Um, but yeah, I was, that's my 15 G- seconds of Gil, fame. Gil, did right you there. notice like he said season three, episode yeah, one. Yeah, shameless plug. Oh no, yeah, he knew exactly where it was. Did you also notice he even started talking a little faster than, than he, than, oh, yeah, it's just that, like, there's so much energy. There's excitement. There's more there. energy there than all last episode. Yeah. No, I'm it's playing. true. <laughs> I was ready for this one. You so caught me off guard with the bucket list. I got to go make a better bucket list. Uh, uh, but this one, I, I was, I was ready. Uh, I was ready for this that's question. That's awesome, dude. So fun stuff. Great question, Gil. Uh, let's jump into leadership. Here we go. Uh, love the last episode through the roof leadership. Uh, excited to hear what you got for students today. Yeah, let's do it. So today I'm going to talk about share your lunch, share your lunch. Um, and so obviously it's not going where you think that I'm going. And so I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, oh, so we're not, to- we're not going like, like, like five loaves and two fish. We're going a different direction. 
Actually, that is exactly where we're going. Uh, <laughs> but I thought, like, I thought people would think like sharing their lunch at school. So, okay, we are. I guess we are going exactly where you think we're going. Sorry, everybody. Uh, but I thought when I said it, you would think like share your lunch at school. Uh, but I, I'll take a little bit of a different spin on it. I hope. Um, and so. Yeah, and so let's let's hop into exactly what you think I was going to share. Then apparently, let's go, let's go. But, but but John chapter six verses one through thirteen won't read the whole thing. But we do find the boy with the the five loaves and the two fish that does share his lunch. But here's kind of how I want people to think about it uh, today in a few different ways, some fresh perspective. Um, is this um, is the basket that the little boy had? It represents our willingness to bring our resources to Jesus. Mm. Um, and those resources look different for each one of us. Um, and I, and I, I want to share this, that the basket, the, the things that we bring to share, they're not necessarily spiritual, but what we do with them makes it spiritual. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you know, the, the loaves, the fishes, those were not spiritual by their own means. Um, and so we all have talents, we all have um, different gifts, we have different resources, we have time to give. Um, and it's not those things necessarily that we have to give that make them spiritual, but it's what we do with them that makes them spiritual. Um, and I see that with students so many times that because they can't, and I think this is the hard thing, especially in church culture and leadership culture sometimes, that if you can't preach or you can't lead worship, you're like, what can I do? You know, and, and that was me. Obviously, I preach now, but when I started out as a teenager in the youth ministry, I, I, my preaching was less than breathtaking. Um, and, I, and I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket with a lid on it. Um, and so I remember trying, even as, as a student myself, trying to find my way around student leadership, saying, how can I help my youth ministry? And then when I realized that different skills, different gifts that we have, that they may not be the most upfront and appear spiritual, but it's not necessarily the, the, the gift itself that makes it spiritual, it's what we do with it. Um, and so I think that's kind of one of the ways I wanted to go with it today. Um, and as well, I think too, it's an issue of trust. I mean, that was that guy's lunch. I mean, it would be hard for me just to hand my lunch over to someone, you know what I'm talking about, and hope that I'm going to get something else. Um, but I think as we trust God with our gifts, um, and whatever they look like, especially if they're more unique, uh, but just putting ourselves out there as well, um, and just kind of that trust issue that, you know, God will use what we have uh, to make an impact. Because sometimes we wonder, well, this is all I have. You know, you think there was a, there was an overstretching need there. There was no way in the physical world that the thing that he brought could meet the need. And sometimes we can feel insignificant, um, especially up against a significant need. And so sometimes we look and say, how can I really make an impact in my school? How can I really make an impact in my youth ministry if this is all that I can do? But it is that whole little as much when it's in God's hands. So. Yeah, and I think I think this is this is a side note on what you're saying here. Like, just in this story specifically, um, you know, the fact that it was like a kids' lunch specifically, and that like a lot of the disciples are even thought to be like, you know, maybe like later teenage years or something that were following Jesus. It's cool to think like, oh, the 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 two you know people that they chose or the group of people that Jesus chose to do this miracle for this many people were like, you know, like between the age of like 12 and 18, 12 and 19 or something like that. Yeah. Or like the, that's the what we can best assume. I think it's cool that like. God did, did that specifically with students. I know that's not even the main point of the scripture. So someone who's big yeah. into hermeneutics might be like, that's not what it's saying. But like, I'm just saying like, as a side point, I think it's so cool that Jesus consistently uses young people in uh, scripture to do big miracles that like hadn't ever been done before. It's not just the yeah. like old people who are sitting around in some ivory tower, but he's using yeah. like the young raw faith um, it, of that. Yeah, so, it's so good. Cause you think as well, sometimes it's that young raw faith 
that can really take and God can use something. Because I can imagine someone else that was maybe sitting there older and they're doing the math in their head. There's like, there's no way this can add up. Uh, but like just that the young, that junior high boy that's like, I got it. Like I, I brought my lunch and my ax body spray and you can use both Jesus if you need to. I got my Lunchables here. Come on, do a miracle, Jesus. So tell yes, me, come on. Is, there a, is there a student that's doing this really well? You know? uh, yeah, so there's two students actually. Um, there was, um, they were actually sisters. It was their previous youth group. Um, and they were sisters. The name were Addie and Izzy. Um, and they were just so great at just bringing so many different, uh, their talents and their gifts to Jesus and letting him use them. Um, and sometimes growing in the gifts as well. Like they were, they did a lot of content, like getting photos for new service and different stuff. But when they first started, they really didn't know anything about it. They just had an interest for it. Um, and sometimes how God uses us will start as an interest and he lets us grow in that gifting uh, as we trust him with those things. And so they stood out because they did so many different things for us, but it all started with just that heart to serve and to bring, they were naturally creative people. Um, and so they, just, they showed up and were very willing and said, you know, we're here, we want to serve, we want to learn, we want to grow. Um, and I think sometimes people could look and they're like, well, this isn't the best production value. And we obviously want to be excellent at what we do, but sometimes you got to start where you're at. Um, and they weren't scared to start where they were at and bring their talents and bring their gifts um, and let God use them right there where they were. So, yeah, that's great. I love the thought there, you know, um, you got to start where you're at. That's a really great practical first step for students that are listening today and are feeling like, OK, I, I need to work on this area of leadership. What, what other practical thoughts would you add to that? Yeah, um, I think kind of just start with what your interests are and understand there's a lot of ways that God can use what interests you. Because uh, kind of go back to earlier when I mentioned the whole concept of most people think if it's not spiritual, if I can't lead worship or I can't preach, then there's not a place for me to serve. Um, but I would say just kind of look inside yourself and see what some of your natural interests are and then say, God, how can you use these things for your glory? Um, and so I think the first look is inside uh, because God made you that way for a reason with those talents, those interests. Um, I find myself, even this season of life, interests that I've had for a long time, like God's using those in new ways. Um, things he's getting me excited about, even um, in my season of life, that it's may, maybe been dormant for a while. He's bringing it to the forefront. So I think it starts with just this little bit of introspection of saying, God, um, you know, these are some things that are on my heart. How can I use these for your glory? Whether you see or not, I think from there, connecting with your youth leader, your youth pastor and saying, um, as well, kind of like that, well, you have to start somewhere. Um, is maybe what you're interested in, there's not a, a, it's not being utilized right now, your youth ministry, whatever that looks like, uh, but having that conversation, say, hey, I really love doing this, and is there room to do this, or is there room to start doing this, or do you need help in this area? Because um, I think it is that first step always is the, the largest step. And once you get that forward motion, it's so much easier to steer the moving car. So if you can get the car going, then you can steer. And that's why I tell students all the time, so let's steer the moving car. Let's start with something. And then we can put the blinker on. We can hit the brakes. We can do whatever we need to once it's going. But it's going to be so much easier to steer that thing than try to have the car in park and try to turn it and go this way or that way. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's so good, Ashton. That's so good. I'm so excited we get to have you one more time here on the podcast. So students, we want to say thank you so much for, for joining in for today's content. If it's been helpful to you, do us a favor, leave us a review, share it with on social media with your friends. You can tag us at LTG Conference and myself at Gilbo Swaggins. You can tag me at Aaron Holt. Thanks for joining us today. Students, go lead your generation with passion for Christ and love for others.